Ellie and Bex. And look, all over the news this week has been the Optus hacking saga. And look, I'm someone personally who got an email from Optus saying, so sorry, your details have been leaked. And I want to know, what does that mean for me? Who's, what are they going to do with my details? So we've tracked down a cybersecurity expert. His name's Elliot Delis. He's a CEO and founder of cybersecurity firm Frenesis Security. He joins us now. Now, Elliot, hacking's kind of your game, right? It's your bread and butter. You could say that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So Good. when this happened the other day, was it like Super Bowl for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Look, I, I feel deeply sympathetic both to Optus and the people who are affected by this breach. And, I mean, the reality is if you run a telco, you have a target on your head 24 hours a day. Uh, and, you know, any capable attacker in the world will know there's money to be made from trying to extort an organisation like Optus. So, uh, you know, I, I dread seeing news like this because, uh, you know, fundamentally it, it affects people and it, and it does have serious downstream impacts and, on something like that. Is that the case in this one? Because I've heard about, you know, cyber terrorism beforehand of like, you know, holding hostage data that's, you know, intrinsic to the operations of a business. Is that essentially what's happening here? Well, that is what has happened. I mean, the strange thing that's come out today is that the alleged hacker Optus Data uh, has said that they have too many eyes on them and that they've now deleted all the data. Uh, They don't want Optus to pay the ransom. There's going to be no more leaks. There's going to be no more selling of the data. Uh, That is unusual. Uh, It's certainly a good good example. Did that come from the uh, office of the CEO of Optus? It's not happening anymore. (laughs) Just keep going. Get under your beds. It's fine. The sad reality is for Optus, it's not super helpful because once the data is in the hands of a criminal, you really have no idea where it's gone or what they're going to do with them. And it's all well and good for someone to say they're not going to sell it, but maybe they've already sold it and they just don't want the feds coming after them. And it's it's an easy way to try and uh, sort of... Yeah, exactly. Does that work? Because, like, in the in the non-cyber world, that's the equivalent of someone um, murdering someone, running from the scene and going, I didn't shoot anyone. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> Everyone just chill. Everyone just chill. There's no body. It's a weird thing, right, because you can't copy and paste a murder weapon, but you can copy and paste the score from a data heist. Yeah. So being able to actually follow the trail of breadcrumbs is really, really difficult when it comes to these sorts of investigations. When you said earlier there's money to be made from data like this, how exactly, I mean, this is, I have absolutely no knowledge of this stuff. How so exactly hold them to is, ransom. No, no, is there money to be made from having that data? So for someone like me whose details have been leaked, how can someone make money off me? Is that identity theft or logging into my accounts? How does it work? Well, firstly, you can just simply go to the darknet, which is sort of like the internet for criminals and people that want to access information that you can't find on the normal internet, and just say, hey, I've got a million credit card numbers, a million dates of birth, a million passwords, whatever it might be, and just sell them to the highest bidder. You'd be amazed at how standardised the price is of that sort of data. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could try and personally perform some sort of identity theft. So you could try and gain control of someone's mobile device or, you know, financial accounts like bank accounts and try and get information or finances directly. Uh, but typically what you see is that once people have stolen information like this, it's it's much cleaner, neater and faster to simply sell it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then criminals, sometimes I sit on this data for, you know, years before they actually use it. But um, identity theft is, is usually sort of the most effective way, or you can use it to craft more sophisticated attacks down the line. So a good example of this one, we may actually see people getting approached by scammers pretending to be optus saying, hey, we just want to make sure that your information is now properly protected, just send us X, Y, Z so they can launch further attacks. Just send so it can laptop. sometimes take years. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, just sending a laptop to Nigeria and everything. Like <laughs> Look, the big thing with this is is just holding the organisation itself to ransom. And am I mm. right in saying that in previous years, or it may be something that's still paid for, the hackers or hacking groups who weren't quite as criminal would break into a system like this and go back to someone like Optus and go, if you pay us, we'll show you how we got in. Yeah, so look, in, in, in the world of cyber, there's, there's, we talk about black hats and white hats, right? And black hats are the people that use their skills for criminal you know, adventures. Yeah. And then there's the white hats who are the people who are security yeah, researchers who are just trying to do yeah. the right thing. Yeah. What's interesting here is the hackers tried to claim that they were security researcher and that they weren't able to get in touch with Optus. Probably on hold for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, but yeah, absolutely. You know, trying to um, blackmail an organisation based on data that you've received is an effective criminal technique. You know, mm-hmm. you just say, hey, look, this will never hit the news. No one will ever find out about it. Yeah. Just send us a bit of cryptocurrency and no one will ever know. Um, but th- that is very distinct from security researchers who are trying to do the right thing, who mm-hmm. notify businesses to say, hey, I've noticed something wrong with the way, you know, a server is set up or the way that your cloud environment's configured and who are just trying to do the right thing. And a lot of organisations support that by offering what they call bug bounties, where they say, you know, we'll pay a certain amount of money if you tell us, um, you know, in the appropriate final way holes. that something's gone wrong. Can I just ask a final one from me? Uh, you run a cybersecurity company. Has your business increased since the leak became public? Look, not really. Uh, there's been a lot of people who've been pinging us asking, you know, what can we do? Could we be exposed to a similar sort of attack? But, you know, the sad reality is that events like this happen all the time and sure. so we're just simply using this to say hey look you know this could happen to anyone make sure that you know there's plenty of good resources out there like the Australian government has one called the essential eight it's absolutely fantastic for just doing that first pass mm-hmm. do the basics well and build from there and and that's the message that we're telling people at the moment so if, if you could do uh, that's you know that's a fantastic advice but one change right now whether you're an Optus customer or not to better protect yourself what would it be? Is it a longer password, a crazy password with you know, yeah, hieroglyphics as, in it? What, as what someone like me whose details have been leaked, should I be changing my information? Is that what you're asking? Well, just what well, do you do? I, I, yeah. Yeah. So um, IDCare, IDCare.org have set up a dedicated page for customers that have been affected by the breach. It has fantastic guidance there about what you can do. Really, if you've been affected by a breach that's already happened, I mean, look, Having a good password and the number one thing I would say is put MSA, multi-factor authentication, on as many accounts as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. If you've already been affected by a breach, well, that's not going to help you because your data's out there. Uh, what I'd then be looking at is go to a resource like ID Care, think about notifying your financial institution that you've been caught up in this breach and just be on the lookout. Look, be, look on the lookout for suspicious attempts to create or access accounts that you have, scammers pretending to be Optus or someone else piggybacking off the hack to try and get at you. Uh, and the other one that I always tell people People, there's a great site called Have I Been Owned that's spelt with a P, mm-hmm. uh, and that gives you a list of previous breaches that you've come up in. And definitely, if you go into something like that and you see that your account has come up in a previous breach, then definitely change your password, put MFA on it. I generally say that longer, easier to remember passwords are better than shorter, more complex ones. Mm-hmm. No need for the hieroglyphics. Just make sure that it's something that you and only you know and that you can remember. God, I've been using the same password for a Mac, long time. It might, cool, be time. Yeah, it might be time. Yeah, might be time. Wow, that's uh, just. Like, honestly, Elliot, fascinating stuff. we should actually pay you, but we can't afford it. So, uh, <laughs> Elliot Delis, uh, CEO and founder of cybersecurity firm, uh, Frenesis Security. Thank you so much for just giving our audience and us a little bit of peace of mind and, and a really factual insight into what's happened and what the future looks like. Anytime. Thanks very much. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.